yeah, 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 yeah. Good, yeah, good. Everything's yeah, good. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Love the optimism. Love yep. the op- love the optimism. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast. This is the greatest podcast you'll ever listen to in, in, in your entire life. Uh, my name is Tyler. Way out there, hundreds of miles away. Way out there in the ether is Jeff. Go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Uh, yeah, we're going to start with our Fearless Beer Review. We're going to get into our vinyl pickups. We're working on our backlog on that. That leads into the songs of the week. And then we're going to round it out with some new music and other happenings in the music world. Now, Jeff, um, let's uh, let's get into the Fearless Beer Review. What do you got? Got it. I've uh, <laughs> I thought this was a seltzer, but I don't think it is. This is this is made by Malibu. The the, the rum. Oh, okay. It's uh, sounds gross it's, already. It's called Malibu Splash. It's a strawberry and coconut flavored, but it's a mm-hmm. sparkling malt beverage. So. Mm, like why yeah. not just put seltzer you know so that that's a little that's concerning true. maybe what's the alcohol content five percent oh so it's usually like with malt they that's when they they up the uh the alcohol content so that's weird oh this is gonna be nasty <laughs> oh god why why do you have that anyway uh i don't know i think they were cheap and somebody bought them <laughs> oh, okay. was sloan got him probably i don't know i don't i don't buy any of this Fancy stuff. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, 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 sorry, I was pouring my beer. Are you just drinking pouring it straight out of the can or what? Yeah. Right? Isn't that how you drink seltzers? You don't pour seltzers, do you? I didn't want to know what's in these. Like, I'm afraid if I ever pour this out, something will come out with it. Like some coagulated <laughs> pulp or something. I don't know. So I just, Why? I don't know. Because this stuff's weird. I don't. It, it's just clear. Bizarre. It's clear. I've poured it out before. It's like not a sprite. It, it looks like a sprite. Like in a sprite. Not pouring it out. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> All right. So um, I have um, something from Port Brewing Company uh, down in San Diego, and uh, this is uh, an IPA. It's called Nelson the Greeter IPA, and it's I've never seen it, never heard of it. So picked it up local liquor store. Uh, they don't require masks, by the way. Um, so that's kind of interesting here in California. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> yeah. I just, it, it was so surprising. I don't know. I, I went in there and they just, like, nobody was wearing a mask. The guy didn't give a shit. And it was just, it was nice. I don't know. It was nice. Okay. But, um, yeah. So, so I bought it. And then when I got it home, I was looking at the label and it's like a naked guy on it. Like a Ooh. picture of a naked guy and his junk is blocked out by the um the port brewing and uh label which is kind of weird so you don't see any wieners I, no you don't see wieners thankfully um yeah you just you just see um a naked old man what's so. it called port brewing 
It's called Nelson the Greeter. Nelson, I gotta see this. Oh, do you like barely see that? Yeah, you could barely see it. That's why I didn't see it at first. It's just like some but, guy at the beach or something. Yeah, it says that he's a he's a surfer. It says on the label. He's a surfer from New Zealand, um, who just wears speedos all the time. Oh, <laughs> and surfs in speedos. <laughs> okay, that's cool. So there you go. Yeah, I don't know. So that's what I got. Um, so you ready to uh, to tink it? I I am. Okay, here we go. Oh, that's fucking mm. disgusting. <laughs> Wait, why is yours disgusting? Mm. Have you had Malibu, the, the rum? Yeah, of course. I mean, come on, who hasn't? I don't know. I've never had it. Anybody? Anybody? Oh, yes, you have. <laughs> Everyone's had it. Everyone yeah. who, who who drinks alcohol has had it. This 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 is what yeah this is what that tastes like. So that's <laughs> that's gross. Super coconut. Yeah, I mean, I like fake coconut flavors, but this is uh, this just tastes like Malibu rum. I don't like Malibu rum. Yeah, it's I, it's way too sweet. I think like Malibu rum, I only really drink, and I don't do that often. But like when I go to Palm Springs, I'll mm-hmm. mix it. I'll mix a lot of Malibu rum with a little bit of pineapple juice, and that's mm-hmm. that's the only time I've I will ever drink Malibu rum or pineapple juice. Actually, interesting. That's so. <laughs> That's so weird that you even do that. Like two yeah, things I, that you don't like. Hey, you don't, I know you things. don't like coconut or pineapple. No. It's so strange. Got to do so, it though. So so strange. I mean, it does sound very refreshing and it sounds delicious, but eh, it's very strange for you. Oh, it's nasty. Um, it's, I'm not going to drink this. <laughs> two sips, that's it. That's it. Oh. That's all you need. Uh so my Nelson the Greeter, this is this is not a very good IPA. It's it doesn't it doesn't taste bad. It just doesn't have a lot of flavor. It's not super pine coney. It's it's not full body, which is fine. But yeah, there's no taste, no aftertaste. It's watery and it's eight percent. So I don't know how mm. an eight percent beer is this is this you know tame. It's very strange. <laughs> but maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Yeah, probably not. Hmm. So yeah, Nelson the Greeter. That's what I own. Oh, yeah, that's weird. That's I've never tasted an IPA like this. Wow, that's weird. It, it's like drinking water, but it's not like drinking a session IPA that tastes like like you're chewing on tinfoil. This is weird. This is super weird. So we have a three point rating useless. system where three. <laughs> it does, yeah, right. So our three point rating system where three is a perfect beer, two is a bad beer, or I mean, two is a good beer. You're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but you should give it a shot. And zero is a drain pour. So what do you give your Malibu seltzer, Jeff? This this is a zero. It's not even a seltzer. There's no there's no seltz. There's no pop. There's no No fizz? No bubbles? I mean there is, but you don't it, it's completely hidden by like almost the creaminess of the coconut. It's oh. Just, it's just nasty. This is this is this is a zero. This is gross. That's this is awful. <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad. That's pretty fucking bad. This is so disgusting. I don't know why the, who uh, the fuck would you drink this? Malibu Sloan, itself is pretty gross. I mean, that's not like a good. I, I guess I, I don't know you, a lot about coconut rums, but I think Malibu's really disgusting and way too sweet. Well, yeah, you you use it. You primarily just throw it in as like a, like a mixture. Like it's not. You never really drink it straight. You're not supposed to because it's so damn sweet. But, oof. God, that that doesn't sound good. The seltzer doesn't sound good. But I'm not also not a huge seltzerman, so. Um, I got a backy. It's a seltzer. 
<laughs> what, which what seltzer? Golden Road, the fruit cart. This is uh, cucumber oh. lime. Dude, why do you? And then you go with like a nasty flavor. Oh, I already popped it. I'm already, I'm already sipping on it right now. It's so good. Mm. Oh that's yeah, disgusting. that's the stuff right there. That is disgusting. So my Nelson the Greeter, I'm gonna have to give this one a 1.5. Never gonna go back to it. It's not terrible, but it's uh, it's just like I said, not really any taste. It's very very strange, very strange. Uh, our boy Raul did not leave a review on Beer Advocate, unfortunately. I thought for sure he would, because usually he usually goes after these um, pizza port or port brewing uh, beers. So yeah, he's kind of very a, very surprising. Little, little little beach boy, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, little beach boy. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh God. Okay, so let's move on. Let's move on to uh, our vinyl pickups if we got any, uh, or what we listen to in our backlog. So what do you got, Jeff? Uh, well, I finally got through my backlog. I'm 100% done. I have no records that have not been listened to. God, it must be nice. It took me a year from when we started. Like, I've been <laughs> listening to backlog for a year. I've sat through yeah. some some pretty horrendous things, but I've discovered a lot of really good stuff. So, it's been a year, you know? It's been a year. Do you remember, do you remember when you listened to that Poison record and you thought it was really good? Yeah. And then we did it on the pod, and then you realized that you made a huge mistake. Yeah, because I got because I remember that. I got that batch of like '80s hair metal, and <laughs> it went from Twisted Sister to Quiet Riot to Poison, and then I think I was just like super stoked or pumped, or maybe I was drinking. I don't know, but that was <laughs> that was rough. That was that was really rough. I got got good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, true. that was bad. I still cannot even fucking believe how bad that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. But yeah, I uh, okay. I finished. Yeah. You know, I finished my my backlog, and it's it's all done. So that's that's nice. It's exciting. It's exciting times. It is. I can't wait to finish my backlog. Now I can just like I feel free. I can just listen to whatever I want, which I should you know you shouldn't be doing anyway. But when you have that backlog, <laughs> it's it's just like this this thing in the back of your mind. You know, it's, it always sits there. It's like, well, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, especially when you have a hundred records in your backlog, Dude. it's uh, you just don't know what to do. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Yeah, so like what I did too is I pulled everything out. I thought, like, are you really gonna listen to this again? Are you like, honestly, you're really gonna listen to it again? And it's like, no, like the Sweeney Todd soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I yeah, nah, not gonna listen to that one Why, again. When when did you get that? I don't even. I see, don't, I don't fucking know. I we we bought so many lots. I have no idea where these even came from. <laughs> no idea. So yeah, I just I had oh, I just got God. rid of a bunch, and I'm super super excited. So uh, onwards and upwards. But the last two things in my in my backlog were two soundtracks I listened to last night. I just powered through them. They're really quite pleasant actually. But one was oh, okay. the uh, Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Not purge worthy or what? No, no, dude. I like disco. I don't understand. Like, you, I like. No, you di- I enjoy no, disco. You don't. Yes, I do. I know you don't. You're That's, you. You're, you're crazy if you think that. I've always loved Casey and the Sunshine Band. I've loved <sighs> disco. I like disco. I like roller skating. I don't do it because no one will go with me. But I've always wanted don't roller skating. Oh, Even our group please. of friends, I've Bullshit. talked about roller skating. No, you haven't. You've always yes, talked have. shit on roller skaters and rollerbladers. Unless you're at the roller rink. Unless you're out you've the never shown, you should never you've be never put on. Shown interest. You should never because nobody listens to me. <laughs> oh, oh, come on! Oh, please! 
You oh, tell please. okay. Let's 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 just start from the beginning. You tell me. I you think I don't like Casey? I've never talked about Casey and the Sunshine Band. No, I know you like them. Fuck yeah, they're disco. That's that's not what we're fighting about right now. Right now, we're fighting about you saying that you enjoy roller skating. When I know I ne- you I don't. don't. I no, I never said I enjoy roller skating. I wanted to go roller skating at the. Roller then why rink. would you want to go if you don't enjoy it? Because they play disco and like that Hathaway song. Oh my and god! Like all those cool '90s Aye. stuff, and they got the techno lights, and it's man, that's fun. <laughs> But whatever. Saturday Night Fever is a okay, damn okay. banger of a soundtrack. And I know like, Disco's not cool to the cool kids, but it's good. Because it ain't. It's good. It ain't cool. It ain't it's good. just, it's just fun. I, I, some people just like to have fun. And Disco is just, it's just fun. I do, I do agree that I could probably sit through maybe two albums of Disco and then I'm done probably for the next month or two. But those two <laughs> albums are fun. I have a good time. I'd say two or three songs, and then I'm good. I'm good to go home. Oh, that's just that. crazy. That's just crazy. Nah, 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 nah. There's a lot yeah. of good instrumentals, and they just, they're just really groovy, and they're really funky. And to say that you like funk but don't like disco, is, I mean, that's, the you know, one's Smart. rooted in the other. So you got to... In the other? It's fine. In the other. <laughs> in the other. Whatever. The other soundtrack I listened to was the Shaft soundtrack. How was that? Uh... I haven't seen this movie Shaft since I was in high school, mm-hmm. but I don't think I've ever listened to the Shaft soundtrack. But this was this was damn good. This was this is not what I thought it was going to sound like because I remember I remember the movie and I remember some of the music from it being like that black exploitation mm-hmm. kind of sound. Yeah. But it also was like a little. I remember it being not like rock, but it was kind of like rock based. And that's what this was. This was just a lot of jamming, very, very minimal vocals, was just like Ooh, an cool. endless jam sesh, and it was soulful but kind of proggy. And how it was all set up, and it was really weird. Who, who played on it? Do you did you look look it up or anything? Isaac Hayes is the one that kind of like directed the whole thing. Yeah. But as far as like musicians, I think a lot of it was his, like his band, his backing band. Oh, okay. Does he do all the vocals on it, or is it? Yeah. Or does he just like arrange it and compose They're, it? Both, but there's not a lot of vocals besides like the Shaft theme song and then "Do Your mm-hmm. Thing," like the last song. There's like none. That's it's pretty cool. And even like the vocals is not. It's not like singing. It's just kind of like interspersed in the music here and there. Mm-hmm. So it's just like words and like you know lines and stuff like that i assume yeah it's cool it just it's yeah. there for like merely support for the music hmm, okay so it's good I, i'd be interested in listening to it as well i'd it probably makes pick sense. it up if i saw it for like five bucks i'd pick it up I, I was just gonna say it makes sense why i always see it for like 15 dollars i got this one for free is that a, but is that a good or a bad thing for 15 dollars um i would probably buy this for 15 yeah like it, like if i saw it really? at all those i'd buy it for 15 because i'd probably get it for like 12 so I'd, I'd buy it. It's a double LP. I'd buy it for fifteen. So then, you, so then you would you would pay you would pay twelve for it, not fifteen. Well, I I would walk up to the counter assuming that I'm going to get a discount. If I didn't, I'd still buy it. Oh, you would. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna be like, wait, no discount? Nah, I'm good. Then you're out. <laughs> oh gosh, I can't wait till I'm out there again and I get a discount and you don't. Well, that was at that Grace Records. Yeah, but still, and just I want it to happen again. I just want it to happen again, just to get you upset. That was super irritating. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever. Um, another thing I got. Another thing I got 
was uh, Bob Marley, mm. Soul Rebels. This is on this cool, like, green, translucent vinyl. Looks cool. Plays well. And it's... Uh, it's What's it? Was it a new copy? Sealed? No, it was it was used, but okay. I think it's from 2019 or 2018. It was like a really, really recent one. Okay. But the album itself came out in 1970. It's a second album. Kind of their first album, though, because their, their first album by the Whalers, that was more like vocal pop in a sense. Yeah. It was it was it was nothing like what we know as Bob Marley today completely different and soul rebels was the first one and it's got the cover of the girl on her shirts open kind of exposing her her nipples but kind of not and it looks very sexual and the band hated it because they weren't they weren't uh what do you, it's not what they were about well nobody nobody asked them if they wanted it to be like this and they just it would just release oh, okay. and really pissed them off but i think this was the first one they did with lee perry so it's very very reggae but there's a lot of a lot of jams too. Like there's just they just kind of like go for it, and it's a lot slower, a lot more deliberate than later Bob Marley. And this is mm-hmm. this is good stuff. This is good stuff. I um I've never seen this cover. I just looked it up. I've never ever seen it. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a Jamaican copy on Discogs going for two hundred fifteen dollars. Oh, right okay. That's that's a, yeah. that's a deal. <laughs> it's an original pre- it's an original pressing from 1970 Jamaican pressing. Oh, that's cool. Jamaican me yeah, crazy. Cool. <laughs> I I just I wouldn't have thought that, you know, that I don't know. Jamaica had a pressing plant. I just wouldn't have thought that. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's cool. Pick it up. You see Continue. it. I got it for like 10 bucks. It was pretty cheap, so I'd pick it up for yeah. sure. I've never seen Bob Marley lower than 20 bucks ever. Stupid. I, dude, I've no really I, I rarely see Bob Marley ever out here. I've only seen it twice in the wild, and both times I picked it up. Well, same here. I don't see I don't see Bob Marley very often out here either. He's, I mean, and if I do, it, it's mostly comps. Yeah, it's not it's the not really comp. any of his albums. Yeah, stuff like that. But then the legend comp is like thirty five, forty dollars. Yeah, that's silly. That's silly talk. So, especially because I just don't I just don't like I don't like that later more pop focused Bob Marley. I like him more. I mean, it's still good. It's, I mean, it's okay. It's fine. <sighs> You're it's <such> okay. <sighs> but like this, this early Bob Marley where it's really instrument focused and the vocals are taking like the back seats and letting everything mm-hmm. else just kind of jam and play. That's the good stuff. I I mean, I imagine so. I haven't heard everything, but it probably is better. Yeah. Cause I, I, I think vocal reggae is, it's not nearly as, ex- as exciting as, the instrumental stuff. That's why I like dub music more. It's more instrument, instrumental, and it tends to be much better. Well, sometimes. Most of the time. Most of the time. Mm. Mm. You're crazy. Get out of here. Get the fuck out of well, here. Well, speaking so of what else you got? Speaking of dub music, I also picked up um, Pete mm-hmm. Seeger. He's a he's an old folk folk singer. <laughs> 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 one of one of Bob Dylan's heroes. Pete Seeger, and this was this album was thirty dollars. Why, why did you pick it up? It, so it's called Love Songs for Friends or Foes, and it's from like nineteen fifty-five. And the thing was all like shitty and tattered up, and it just looked terrible. And mm-hmm. it was priced at thirty, and I was like, "What the fuck? There is no way this is thirty. And I looked up on Discogs, and P. 
people are selling for like five dollars in discogs and so i i picked it up and i kind of like went up to the front of this antique mall i was at and i was like hey mm-hmm. and before i could even like say anything the person looked down and they're like oh yeah the person that did these said they messed up and they're supposed to put like a period or something i don't she, whoever owned this thing messed up so yeah. everything is priced instead of three dollars it looked like it was 30 something that's supposed to be five dollars okay. like it was 50 so it was only like three dollars for this thing and that's a much more reasonable price because it was staticky a lot of surface noise this thing has seen better days for sure but, but that's okay with you right no that's it was three dollars and half of these songs like i recognize as being old like folk songs and then like half of the other half I realized these are all like church songs that I would sing either in church or like at camp, but we would either change hmm. the lyrics to make them more churchy or like, the, okay. I, but the melodies were all there and it was so fucking weird. Like I, were they, were they actual, like the songs that you're talking about? Are they, were they Pete Seeger songs or were they traditional songs? They're, I think they're traditional songs. And a lot of them I was trying to look up, but it was just like, Oh, I typed in the lyrics to the one Pete Seeger was singing and, and everything came up Pete Seeger, like, oh, 1950s. And then I typed in the lyrics to the ones we sing at camp. And then it was just like, oh, folk songs based off of, and then it would say the name of the song Pete Seeger sang, but mm. like a little bit different. And I can't even think of huh. a fucking song on top of my head. But then there was another song that I heard on Adventure Time. I think it was called like Bluebird or something like that. And I really liked the song. And then Pete Seeger started singing. I'm like, what the fuck? This is a like an old folk song. I thought it was just a goofy song that adventure time made up. And so I don't know. It was really cool. It was really cool. And I'm really happy I picked this up because I mean, it's just him and the acoustic guitar. And then sometimes he plays the flute. Okay. But no harmonica. No. Okay. That's good. That's good. And the flute that he plays is like, it's not a flute. It's, it's called something that I've never heard of before. And it's like an old, I think if I remember correctly, it's an old like Jewish specific flute. Hmm. That doesn't get used very often, if ever. Jewish flute. See what comes up. I think it starts Uh, with like the C, 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 C-H maybe. Clavinet? No. No. Uh, 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 Klezmer? No. I'm just going to go to Pete Seeger's little discogs right here because... (laughs) A shoot flute? Is that what it's called? Shoot flute. A wind shear? No, it's called, oh, a Chalil, C-H-A-L-I-L. Chalil, Chalil. And there's not even like like a real, has like. Oh, okay, I looked it up. Yeah. There's no like I'm wiki at for images. it. There's no, there's no, there's not a lot of info. It looks like a, um, looks like a recorder. That's what it looks like. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah, that's it. like a wooden recorder. That's what it looks like. Okay, that's pretty cool. But I've never heard of it, and there wasn't a lot of info yeah, on that yeah. instrument, so I thought that was kind of cool. But Pete Seeger mm. was essentially, I mean, I don't know a lot about Pete Seeger, but he seemed like he was kind of like the Bob Dylan before Bob Dylan was Bob Dylan. I thought, I don't know why I thought he was, he was late, he was after Bob Dylan, but I'm probably thinking of, is there a Bob Seeger? Yeah, Bob Seeger. Okay, that, Actually, wait. I purged like two or three of his albums, because I just don't <laughs> like Bob Seeger. Bob Dylan. That's who I was thinking of. That's that's who I thought you were talking about at first, but then then you said he was before Bob Dylan, and then it totally threw me off. Oh, 
No, okay. cool, cool. Or uh, Bob Seger is the one that did those. Like if you saw him, they're in like the mid seventies. He had a couple albums when he's just like staring at the camera on the cover photo, and it looks so terrible. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what cover you're talking about. But they're really popular. Yeah. People like them. But I had both of them from the mid seventies. I just I couldn't couldn't get into them. Didn't like them. Didn't care. So I got rid of them. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I mean, I probably would never listen to them either. But yeah, so there you go. Like, if something's thirty bucks, it might only be three dollars. You just got to ask sometimes. You know what's fu- what's funny about that? I did do that at a, at an antique store a couple months ago. I went to, oh, yeah. and I do you remember that? And yeah. I was like, oh yeah, the, these ACDC records. They they said fifty on them, and I thought, okay, this 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 has to be a pricing error. So I go with like with that and a couple other records up to the counter. I'm like, so are these five dollars or in three dollars? And he's like, oh no, those are fifty and thirty. And he's like, do you want me to hold on to him for you while you go shop more? And I said, no, 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 it's okay. And <laughs> I went and looked at other stuff. And like, remember I sent you that, that fucking picture, that corn picture oh, disc? Oh, that corn one, yeah. Yeah, they're selling for $130, but it goes for like 35 on Discogs. Yep. It's like fucking idiots. Oh my God, it made me so mad. I was so pissed. But I went through Dude, every single record. That's the antique model. I, I do find a lot of good stuff there, but I mean, I looked through every single record that they have. Then you got to go on like the days where they have like 20% off and then an additional 10% and all these other discounts. But even then, it's still you're, you're paying no more price. So I only do it if I see something that I must have or if it's something that's super, super rare. Like I bought actually, I bought both of my Bob Marley's from the antique mall. Okay. But so. see, see I, I don't, the, I don't, there are no antique malls around where I live. And the one I went to was because I was at work and I just happened to be driving by it. So I stopped. So. Hmm. There's not a lot of places like that around here, at least yeah. that I know of. It's kind of like a, I think it's kind of like an older person thing. Yeah, oh, definitely. But the then there's some cool stuff there. <laughs> no, it definitely is. But then there's always like cool stuff in there too. So that's true. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> what else you got? So I also uh, I purged a bunch of stuff, got some got some money, and so this one was free. But I got Incubus and their album Science. Ah, lucky guy, lucky guy. And then you know when I came home and I was like opening it, and I just thought like, dude, I could have, I could have either kept, I don't know what the fuck I purged. I could either kept like haunted house sounds and Barry Manilow's <laughs> greatest hits, or I could listen to Incubus's <laughs> Science. And I just kind of like smiled and said, "Wow, you made a good choice. Today's a good day." Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> How stupid! That's so just get rid of that shit. Uh, I totally agree. That's why my my purge bin is is getting quite full. So hey, you can get some ducats out. You can get a bunch of freebies. I hope so. I should really, really hope so. This is so nice to think you can purge like a hundred records, and even if you just get one that you really want, it's not one you're going to listen to a hundred times. No, you're totally right. Absolutely right. It's exciting times. Exciting times. It was so. I, I will say though, I will say that I I would not have started this whole purging thing had you not started it. I always thought about doing it, but then you like right. did it and you were done. And I was like, you know, I I should do it. That initial step of of wanting to do it and then actually doing it was was tough to get over. <laughs> that was only like two weeks ago. <laughs> no, because you when you were over here, you had a box full of them. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I did start my purging back then. Yeah, and then before that, even you had talked about doing it. But I don't know. Getting over collecting vinyl and then listening to these, it was was uh, was hard. Because I mean, we, I mean, when we started, it was cool listening to all these big bands and this old country music and and all that stuff. It was fun. But then, yeah, then you realize after 
a, almost a year now, it's like, I'm not going to listen to, you know, all like these five Hank Snow records and all this other shit. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to do that. So, yeah, just got to get rid of them, man. Got to make room. Got to make room. But yeah, the good this, uh, this Incubus sounds great. Like I said, I th- Is it, it's a double LP, right? Yeah, it's a double 180. And I think it's from the same that same 2013 pressings that my light grenades and my uh, morning views from, because mm-hmm. they all sound great. Like they all sound fantastic, and I mean science is no exception. And like it's what does your discog say? Like when it was pressed? Yeah, yeah. 2013, the same year. I just didn't look too far into like the plant or anything. Mm, okay, okay. But I mean, you you looked it up through the. Uh the barcode and stuff, right? I assume. Yeah, there's two versions. There's like a European version, and then there's another version. And I, the U.S. version. Yeah, but my, like the U.S. version comes with like a hype sticker and some other things that I didn't have. But then I also had more in common with the U.S. version than the European version. So hmm. it's kind of one of those things where I don't see my specific one there, but I'm more in line with this one, so I'm gonna log it under that one. Okay, that's fair. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, but it's mostly happened with like older records where there's, you know, so like, you know, 40 pressings. Yeah, so, <laughs> but for this one, yeah, no, I would have. I mean, usually it'll tell you like right on the right on the actual label whether or not, or where it was pressed at. Like country-wise, it'll tell you. Yeah, I, they, I, I don't know, I don't know. I've logged over a thousand records so far because I've deleted some, and so I've lo- I've, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not new to this disc. I've logged a thousand. No, I know, I know, it's, but I'm just I'm double checking. It's crazy. That's <laughs> stupid. Stupid numbers. Uh, stupid I'm, numbers. I'm looking at your uh, at your discogs right now. I'm trying to see. Oh, so you have eight hundred eight hundred seventy six in your collection. Damn. Ooh boy, that's a lot. Ah. <laughs> uh. <sighs> Okay, what else you got? Uh, I also picked up Rush, their album Moving Pictures, because it was like $5. Mm. Wait, where did you find that one again? This was at Nichols. Oh, my God. Dude, what the fuck? Dude, why do I not find it? Why do I not find these things? This wasn't even in his, because he has like a new arrivals, and this was, he just mm-hmm. put it right back into Rush. And... I only noticed it because I was looking for something else in the R's and I just noticed yeah. that rush was like a little thick. Like there's a, like there was, there was something there. And I thought like, Oh, I, I wonder if there's anything used here. Cause I was going to look out for something for you. Cause you always say look yeah. for any kind of like cheaper rush. And so I, I just, I said, okay, let's see what we got here. And if it was like 10 or 15, I would have seen if you wanted it, but five bucks, <laughs> like I'm, yeah, you have to get it. I'll pick up any to. rush for five bucks, if nothing else, and to at least further trade it for something else. But, but yeah, dude, it was five bucks, and there was a big like mark on it, and so he said, "Oh yeah, that's why there's a big mark on it." And I, it's fine. Very, very on little the, surface noise on the disc. Okay, not like, on what, the jacket, but the disc. Like one of those scratches, but like you can't feel it with your finger, and it doesn't make that like continuous pop as it goes around. Yeah. So it's no, it's. it's Totally fine. Then. There's there's certain parts that are a little bit a little bit louder than others as far as the static goes, but otherwise it's it's fine and it plays great and no skips, no loops. Dude, worth five bucks. Oh man, yeah, because I would definitely pick it up for ten or fifteen. 
Yeah, so now right. now I got like four Rush records. And you don't even like Rush. Yeah, and they're That's all so just, annoying. And they're all just It's so annoying. They're all fine. <laughs> oh. But I like I said, I picked it up no matter what because at least now I got some trade leverage. Exactly. And that makes me mad too, because Yeah, that makes me mad. <sighs> I know you're coming over. I know you're coming over. I know. I know. It's like it's like you're stocking up on stuff that you don't really want. <laughs> But you're just getting for cheap to trade for something that I really love, but I'm almost willing to part with. I don't know. I'm not. I'm it's not going to ask for crazy. I've already written out my list of things that I wanted from your collection. There's only like six. You've already things. gone through my discogs. Yeah. There's. Let's see. One, two. There's only four things. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. I, I thought mean, you were gonna. I thought, there, I thought you'd have like a list of like thirty or forty. I things. mean, there's other things, but it's. Uh, I mean, there's certain things I know you'll never part with, and then there's certain things that I can just get here. Yeah, like because you know I'm not going to part with my Angel and Airwaves. Well, I don't want any. I don't, I don't even want any of those things anyway. You would love to have Wooden Dough. I'm I know you it. would. I'm over it. I'm going to bring it over just so we can listen <laughs> to it. I'm, what, what's on the list? I, I want to know now. I'm I'm very curious. Okay, my my prelim list. Hmm. Um. Kanye. Okay. Yeah. The Lost and Francis. Okay. And then I want that Screaming Females. I do. Really? Yeah, because oh. we loved it. You got it. And then you said it wasn't what we thought it was or what you thought it was when you got home. But it's still really good. So I'm I'm still curious. And I, yeah, I want it. Okay. I mean, we I'll bring them. I'll bring them and we can come up with a trade. I'm going to go through again and see see what else you got. But so far, those are the Because you four. know what I really... You know what I really want out of your collection? What, the one so, you already told me? The one I already told you. Oh, that's yeah, the one that's, I want. There's, yeah, I don't know about that. No, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to give up a lot for that one. I don't think so, there's, even just like trade for trade, I don't think there's anything that you have that I would, that I would really, really want. I mean, obviously, I would throw in multiple things, not just like one record. Because I know you're not going to just take one record for your toy patch. But like I'm going to have to throw in a couple things. Like price-wise, you know, like is whatever, because you, your most expensive record, you top, you're probably top 10 most expensive records are going to trump my top 10 most expensive records. So Exactly. Even like your top 10, there's nothing there that I would that I would want. Even like wooden toe, like nothing. Well... My my Delau- my Delaus and Francis. I mean, I got them. I got each. I got fifty. I got them for fifty each, and now they're each going for a hundred bucks at least. Yeah, until they start repressing the stuff, and then they go over like twenty. Well, they already have started repressing them, and they're still at a hundred because, but the original copies of Delaus and Francis are still going for at least two or three. So, just throwing that one out there. Logo, but I have a lot of leeway with that, that one because you're getting new, better copies of those. Uh-huh. So these older ones just aren't going to be worth as much to you. But I, but then I could still sell them for probably for at least I could at least make my money back on them. Um, maybe I for sure can. I for sure can make fifty on each of those. You think so? Oh, a hundred percent. I know okay. I could. Okay. 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 But anyway, we'll, we'll we'll talk about this when I'm out there. Okay. Because this is more of a. You know, I gotta get my 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 speech ready. My, my gotta get my, my <laughs> <laughs> But I have tons of stuff like 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 those Rush albums. I would have no problem trading you something for those Rush albums because I just I'm not oh, going to listen to them. I'm not going to enjoy them. 
but now you know it's gotten to the point now where I know that, and now I don't want them oh, from I, you. At some at some point, they'll get purged. That's fine. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to give in. Okay, but we'll see. We'll All see right. how it goes. Uh, so, what else you got? <laughs> um, th- what else? I, this is the last thing that I have. I'm done. I um, okay. I have a lot of stuff in the backlog that I listened to that I, just, I thought was whatever. Like I listened to uh, Rock and Roll High School, the soundtrack to the to the movie. That oh, the with the the Ramones one. Yeah, I've never even seen the movie, but I haven't either. I will say, man, like I kind of dug because they they did this little live medley the Ramones did of like four of their songs, and it was cool. Mm-hmm. Like I really liked it. So I'm thinking about going back and listening to all the Ramones again this week. Now that I have a lot of free time with no backlog, I think I'm going to do it. Have you have you purged any of your Ramones records yet? I will never purge those. I'm only going to trade those because those do those just do not go down in value. Oh, I mean that's what I meant. Like you haven't got you haven't got rid of them. No, I tried to trade uh that dude who I got the Bayside from. I was like, "Hey, I have a bunch of Ramones if you're interested." And he's like, "No." And then he's like, "Could I have Daft Punk?" I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wish you would have taken the Ramones, <laughs> but but yeah, like I'm, I'm I, th- I think I'm just waiting for I don't know the right person to trade those with because, like I said, if you even find the fucking Ramones in the wild, and if they're not like some new pressing, because these are all like from the 70s and 80s, and it's dude, yeah, they're worth so much money. Like just adding up on discogs, I could probably sell these minimum for like 400 for all of them, and then. Upwards Jesus. of like six hundred, because they're in like damn good shape. Fuck! All got the original jackets. All got the original inserts. Like this dude that I got him from took care of his stuff. You should you should just sell them for five hundred and then buy the Mars Volta box set. That's oh what you man, should do. that is that is that is a tempting offer right there. <laughs> you should. I mean, Ryan has two of them. He does. If I could find, so, if, it, if I could find someone that would buy all of it for five hundred, I think I'd probably do it. I'm gonna look into that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pin that. <laughs> I'm gonna put a pin in that, and I'm gonna look into that. <laughs> Even four hundred okay. is fine. I mean, that's yeah, that's a lot of money for those records that you're never really gonna listen to. Dude, I see like, I see brain, oh brain drain. I think they had it at Grace or somewhere, Brain Drain, like a like an older pressing, probably the same one as mine, which I think was like the 80s. And mm-hmm. it was not in the, it's the same condition mine was in. And he was selling it for like 55. Mine's in way better condition than that one. The Jack was all busted up. 55 <laughs> bucks for a fucking Ramones album, for a 20-minute album of pop music. <laughs> That's nuts. That's nuts. That's cool. Or though. what you should do... Is trade me your toy page for the two Mars Volta records, and then just buy another toy page. I've never even seen toy yeah. page anywhere. Anyway. Right, well, we'll we'll talk about this when I'm out there. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring up toy page again. That's but not anyway. That's not going to happen though. <laughs> toy page is too good. All right, the last thing I have. This is one that I hid, and I came back for it the mm-hmm. next week because I don't want to spend. This is only ten bucks, but. I don't want to spend $10 on a record that I've never heard of. I don't know what it is. And it, to find out that it sucks would be kind of devastating to me because I'm that cheap, I guess. But um, mm-hmm. this band is called Titan, and this is from their album called Sweet Dreams, and the song is called Sweet Dreams. Not it, the cover, the Eurythmics cover. No, 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 not that one. But this is, uh, 
I guess this would be like psychedelic rock, a little bit heavier than than kind of what you would normally think of, but it's only five tracks. I was going to say stoner rock. I was going to say stoner rock. Yeah. 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 Five yeah. five tracks, about 40 minutes. Pizza Dude's got 30 seconds. <laughs> five tracks, 40 <laughs> minutes, mostly instruments, very, very little singing. Um, but... Mm. This is pretty rad. Like I, I like this what, a lot. What made this stand out to you to make you even want to want to buy it? Well, just it was, that it was ten dollars. It was just in the section of I don't know. He he puts all his metal in the same section, and like I said, like mm-hmm. last week, you can kind of tell what type of metal it is based off of the cover. Not all the time, true, of that's course. True. All you metal heads out there, not all the time, but a lot of the time, you <laughs> can tell. Like yeah. like when bands. You know, like Cannibal Corpse, that font. You know, yeah, what yeah, you that, Pig that Destroyer, very... Cannibal Corpse. You know what type of music that is based off of that font. Mm-hmm. Whereas, if something that's more like psychedelic, more stoner, more acid, things tend to drip more often. <laughs> you <know>. Drip. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like they. No, like I, I know. I know. I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. But that was just a, a funny way to describe it. <laughs> I know what so, you mean. So pretty much anything that dripped, I took. And there's probably like six, seven <laughs> albums that I took and I hit them. And then I looked them all up on Discogs or at least wrote the names down. And then over the course of the next week, I listened to like one or two tracks by the band. And if I like it, then I'll go back and like, I'll, I'll spend 10, 15 bucks on it, whatever. I don't care as long as I like one or two tracks. Cause if I'm burned by mm-hmm. everything else then who cares, you know, whatever. But yeah. if I listen to one or two tracks and I think it's total shit, I'm not about to spend fucking 10 or $15. It's crazy. Makes sense. So yeah, that's that's what I did with this one. I I listened to actually I listened to just this song, Sweet Dreams, and I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was absolutely fantastic. So next week I was at Nichols, I went back to my stash and it was just sure as shit sitting there. And I picked it up. I mean, honestly, who's ever heard of this band? Nobody. Nobody. Even like the cover itself too. It doesn't drip. It's not it's just like yeah, I don't know. Lame. I don't know. What, it's boring. It's I don't stupid. know what drew you to this. I think because I really don't get it. Because when you're flipping through records and you see that font of Cannibal Corp, Napalm Death, and you're going through them, through them, and all of a sudden you see this, like, what the fuck is this? This looks stupid. <laughs> this is terrible. It's so, it's so kind of boring and dull. It is. Whatever. It's not even like a cool. Like what do you call that? Like a mosaic. It's, it's or like not bright. It's not. Yeah, I guess mosaic. It's, it's just stupid. but it doesn't like pop. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't catch your attention really. Very neutral colors. It's just there's nothing about this cover that is that's interesting, and that's what interested me. Okay, all right. Uh, so here's um here's the song "Sweet Dreams" from the band Titan.
There's a little bit of the song Sweet Dreams from Titan, an eight, almost eight minute song. So very proggy, kind of has a lot of Iron Maiden tones to it too, I've noticed. Or like stylings, guitar stylings, which was, was cool. Good they, stuff. I liked it. They definitely like model themselves after like 70s, that, that, that late 70s era of, of like acid rock, prog rock. Yeah. It was good. I I really dug it. Yeah, it was where cool. are these guys from? Are they are they U.S. or what? Yeah, they're from Brooklyn. Not a lot of info on them besides just like their Bandcamp site and then like a couple reviews here and there. But yeah, they're from Brooklyn. This was 2010. And what mm. I what I liked about this album is sometimes now that I, I listen to a lot of this type of music, a lot of times things just they go on. It's it's people just jam for the sake of jamming. And then 12 minutes later, it's like, dude, we didn't go anywhere. Nothing happened. Nothing is going on. Like, I get <laughs> I get that you're good, Yngwie. I get it. But I don't want to hear it no more. <laughs> what, ha- what these guys, what they can do is they can kind of incorporate like melodies. And so mm-hmm. it's almost like you have a hook. You have a chorus. You have somewhere to be. You have something to do. It's not just mindless noodling just to wank yourself. So yeah. that's, what I, that's what was cool about this album that I didn't know when I listened just to that first song i i didn't listen to the whole song to be to be fair when i listened to it on the way home i listened to the first like three minutes i was like this is fucking dope i'm gonna buy it and i turned it off it was enough that was enough <laughs> that's cool that's really cool so that's what i do now i hide things and i listen to them a little bit if i like it i go back and buy them makes sense it's it's more polite than uh, standing in a record store and then listening to it on your phone right next to your ear. Oh, that's, that's the really fucking worst. It's so I've seen, annoying. I've seen people do that. Sloan yeah, does I've it. Seen. Oh, my God. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? so rude, too. And then they'll say, listen it's to this. So I'm like, rude. no. Dude, they have music playing over the speakers. You have your shitty phone. It's tuned down, so you can't <laughs> even hear it. And you're fucking streaming it through YouTube. So the quality's probably going to be shit. Get out of here. <laughs> like, God damn, dude. Oh, uh, so... So strange. Record stores should something cool. Record stores should do is they should have like a a membership where you maybe like pay like five ten bucks a month or something, and then you get like a box like a cubby you can hold and you can put like fifteen twenty records on hold every month. That way you can listen to them a little bit and see if you want to buy them. That'd be cool. But see that would that would be a that would really be abused because then people would just stockpile records. Because they don't have the money to do it right now, so then they would just stockpile it. Oh, then every month it gets wiped out. Everything gets put back on the shelf. Ooh, okay, okay. That's an interesting thought. Because I don't, I don't have problems dropping like fifteen, twenty, twenty-five dollars on a record now. But mm-hmm. there's no way in hell I'm about I'm about, I'm about buying a fifteen-dollar record that I've never heard of the band. I've never heard any of the music. That's I'm just not going to do that. That's too much money. Understandable. I, I totally agree with you on that. It's crazy talk. Totally agree. Um, so you got anything else on this Titan band? No. Do, do they have a lot of Do they have a lot of records or just this one? I think I think this is their second record. Okay. So Are they even active anymore? You think? I don't know. Like, I guess there wasn't a lot of info, and that Spotify, you know, wasn't very helpful either. But I don't yeah, know. Usually, is it? I don't okay. Know. All right, then I guess moving on to to my stuff real quick. Uh, I picked up this this one from Glasshouse a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's a dub record uh, by a guy named Augustus Pablo. It's called Dubbing into Africa. Uh, I was I read 
because I was looking at him and it was like a ten dollar dub record. I'm like, okay, this is kind of is pretty cheap. So I looked him up real quick and kind of saw what people had to say about him. And like, yeah, he he kind of was he was big in that world and whatever. And so I got it, it was ten bucks, whatever. Um, he plays a lot of the the melodica, which you you hear in a lot of dub and reggae music, but like he really uses it. Like it, like all the songs are like based around that. Which kind of was like it was a little too much at, at times, you know. Okay. It's good for like little flavors and like little little things here and there in songs, but to kind of like guide the whole song, like all the songs was just at times it got a got to be a little too much. But uh, otherwise, no, it, it, it was a it was a solid dub record. Uh, and then after reading about it, this record was actually his second record. It was his second record, and it was originally called Thriller, and it came out in 1975. But then for whatever reason, they repressed it. And they changed the cover art and they changed all the titles of the songs. And they did this in 1981. And then, like I said, then they, they changed it to dubbing into Africa. And I could not find out why. There was like no information as to why they did that. But yeah, it's really stupid. And um, But other than that, it was cool. I'm not going to purge it or anything, but it, it, it'll be cool to go back to for sure. Okay. Because dub music is good. Have you ever heard of this guy? Yeah. Augustus Pablo? I've only heard of him. Oh, okay. I, I know he's done things with King Tubby. Yeah. That, that's what I was much, reading about him, too. He He's done a few records with King Tubby, and apparently one of the, the greatest dub records of all time is a King Tubby and Augustus Pablo record that they did. came out in 72, and I, I can't remember the name of it right now, but they, they didn't have that at, at Glass House. Otherwise, I would have picked that one up. But the everyone like unanimous unanimously says that's like the greatest dub record yeah. is that one so for what that's worth but it's worth a lot uh the next one <laughs> i guess uh the next one i have here i got this one i i don't remember where i got this one <laughs> it was from from some bin i, I was i don't know it could have been from a bin that you you and i had got like you know with 300 records it could have been like a filler record that glasshouse sent me with another record i don't know where i got it but it's uh, Dick Hyman. You know, we recently we've been we've gotten into Dick Hyman because of his his electronic music, his Moog music from the '60s and '70s. And it's really cool. That stuff is awesome. But this is like this this record came out in 1957. It's, it's his twelfth album in 1957, <laughs> and um, it's called what is it called? 60, 60 great all time songs for the listening listening and dancing pleasure. I don't know, and it's just it's it's a lot of songs. And it's just like him just jamming on the piano and just, I don't, it was a cool little like fun jazz thing that he did. And it's not, not anything like crazy or, or super impressive, but it was still, it was a fun listen and I'd go back to it. It's a, it's a nice little addition to my Dick Hyman collection. If it, if it so wasn't, that I got going here. If it wasn't him, would you purge it? Oh yeah, probably. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, who knows? I mean, probably, probably at some point I'll purge it because I'll probably give it another listen or two and then decide from there. But at this point, I'm, I'm, I'll keep it for now. So okay. got that one. And it, it was, I mean, there's like almost no, there's like one pressing of it and it was back in the 50s. So it definitely wasn't something that he was known for, this record. So that's probably why I got it for free. I don't know. Um, This next one I got here was, I don't know where I got this one from. I think you made me get it from aldo's or something Ooh. or maybe nickels it's a the baja marimba band oh yeah Julius no I, I, I gave that to you because i didn't like it is that what you did but i thought you would like it because <laughs> of the marimba and that guy played with martin denny yeah yeah 
it was really cool though it's it's his 13th album came out in 71 um it's the last one they did before they broke up because that kind of whole that whole musical genre was was very it was a very short run from the late 50s to the late 60s that was like as long as exotica and kind of tiki music lasted and so they broke up just and this guy julius wechter he played with martin denny through all the 50s and i think through 61 and 62 and then he split with him and then he went and joined the tijuana brass and then and then he left the tijuana brass on yeah he left the tijuana brass because herb albert said you should do this other band or you should start this other band and and that's what this is it's the baja marimba band by from the advice of uh, Herb Alpert, he wrote. So, he either wrote or co-wrote Spanish Flea, the the Herb Alpert song. He did, yeah. Julius Wechter did, yeah. He he wrote Spanish Flea, which is arguably Herb Alpert's biggest song. Oh, it's a most popular. Song. It's a good. Song. It's a total banger. That's yeah, it's fantastic. That's what it was. This guy, yeah, this guy was like ingrained in that that scene at the time. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yep. But you liked it, yeah. So it, yeah, I, I I liked it a lot. I thought it was great. But I mean, I'm also really into the into the marimba and vibes and all that kind of stuff because i love my my tiki music my exotic sure. music so but no it was solid stuff i i, I enjoyed it so um let's see here the next thing i have black oak arkansas got their self-titled record the debut Hell came out yeah. in march 71 uh it was really good uh it's like it's almost like it's just good hard rock just really good hard rock I don't know how many more records I get, maybe like one or two of their other records, but outside of that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get anything more. This is the band it's where their, their lead singer ripped off, uh, or David Lee Roth ripped off their lead singer. Ripped off, yeah. That's right, yeah. That, that, that was what interested me. And then you, you had one of their songs as your song of the week, so I remember that. But no, it, it's solid. I got it for like $2. Yeah, so worth it. Can't complain. So it's good stuff. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. Good, good. 70s hard rock music it's a shame they didn't get bigger but whatever what are you gonna do what are you gonna do uh the next one is led zeppelin i got their third record three uh came out october 1970 and this is not their worst record but definitely not their best this it's like right in the middle for me um (laughs) i i never really see it in the wild but when i do it's always pretty it's usually like 30 bucks and up and I never see used rec- a used version of it, so I just I never had it, and I had store credit and I had a gift card, and so I I just bought it, got it for like nineteen dollars or something like that, brand new. Is sealed, it a repress? So. Yeah, it's a repress from I think twenty eighteen or something like that. Does it have the wheel? Yeah, it has the wheel. Yeah, it's it oh, even okay. has a hype sticker on it saying it's an it's. It's an exact copy of the original pressing from okay. the, from nineteen seventy. As long as you get the so wheel, it the that's wheel. fine. Yeah, I got the wheel. All right. I got the wheel, and uh, so I'm I'm pleased with it. I mean, it's a solid record. It, I mean, half of it's acoustic, and it's really cool. And they were kind of experience. This is like them kind of starting to experiment with different things. And it's their folk album. It's a great record. It is no, it really is. Except for like immigrant song, which is the complete outlier on it. But immigrant song. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Uh, this next one here, I got this one from a garage sale, like probably five or six years ago (laughs) by Tammy's house. It was, it was on Tammy's street and I was going to her house and 
I, I stopped and like, oh, there's a garage sale. I'll just go walk over there and see what they got, see if they have anything cool. They had a bunch of records. This is long before I even started collecting. So they, they had a bunch of records and a lot of them I just didn't know or didn't care for. I said, oh, Fleetwood Mac. Okay. I like, I mean, everyone likes Fleetwood Mac. You know, you can't not like them. And so I, I looked at it and it was rumors. And so I got it for, I think it was like 25 cents or 50 cents or something like that. And, uh, and I just never listened to it. And then I lost it. And then I found it this week in the garage when I was cleaning some stuff up. So I found it. I played it. I mean, there's a little bit of surface noise, but other than that, no popping, no skipping, no warp, nothing. The jacket's completely shit. It's all water damage and everything. But the record itself is in great condition. And I looked it up online. It's worth like 20 bucks. I think, I think the average, the average is like, or the medium price is like 25, but people are selling it for like 20 bucks. I paid 25 cents for it. So. I mean, that's not even like the, the, the strangest part of that story. What's the strangest part of it? I don't even know. Like, do you, do you go to a lot of garage sales? <laughs> no, I, like I told you, I was going to Tammy's and I, it was, it was like across the street from her and I just walked over there just to see if they had anything cool. And they just had like a small little box of records, like maybe like 30 records. I was just flipping through them and Fleetwood Mac was the only one I kind of recognized and I was like, oh, how much is this? And he's like, oh, 25 cents or 50 cents. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll take it. And then I gave him a dollar and I was like, just keep the dollar. Whoa, whoa. So, <laughs> Look yeah. at this guy. Gave him a tip. Gave him a tip. I know. Yeah. I, I mean, I now I can I can see you going to, to, to garage sales trying to find like records and stuff. But before this, I mean, I, I can't imagine you going to garage sales. Just, <laughs> like, what are you going to buy there? There's nothing to buy there. Oh, yeah, five six years ago, yeah, it's it's super strange. You're buying then, a, a vinyl record, and then two to buy a record, <laughs> you don't even have a record player. <laughs> I know. So you bought. But a see, the record. thing is, like, I I had a very small collection of vinyl that my mom had given me years and years and years ago, which I still can't find. I don't know where it is. I still need to find it. Cause I have some cool stuff. I have some Ted Nugent in there. I have some Cheech and Chong stuff. So I have some good stuff in there, but I don't know where it is. And then the other but thing is this one, yeah. Fleetwood Mac like you're right they're not bad but five six years ago that's <laughs> you don't have a record player and to buy Fleetwood Mac I, know, I don't know I just, don't know why if I, that was like the best no of idea. the best there because like had you said I went to the garage sale and I bought like Sabbath like oh, okay that, uh, that makes sense I would never even question that at all but buying Fleetwood Mac's mm. rumors like what the fuck because <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think I looked at the I looked at the track listing I'm like okay I know I know several of these songs and there wasn't anything i mean this was the best of the lot like i'm telling you i don't remember anything else they had and it was just there was nothing there i wanted and i'm i think it was also too like i felt kind of bad just looking through everything and then not buying anything Uh, okay so so then i kind of asked like okay how much is it and had they said like five dollars i would have said no i said i would have told them to fuck off but no it's it's cheap okay it's cheap uh but yeah rumors i mean it's good story this is like one of their. This is one of the best-selling records of all time. This is sold like 150 million copies worldwide. Something insane like that. And it's They're their still 11th selling record. millions of copies. Like yeah, yearly. especially now with that viral video that went out that came out last year. Like it, this, it put this record back on the map and just sold so many fucking records. Still, Ugh, it's crazy. But it it is really good. It yeah. is a very good record. Um. And then the next one here came from my backlog. This is the one that you gave me. It's the Allman Brothers, uh, their album oh, Eat a Peach, Peach, their double album. So I, I have like four or five double albums. I've just been so just I don't want to like just go down that rabbit hole because it's so much. 
It's so much. Double albums are a lot. It's a big commitment. But I just <laughs> I did it. I put on a couple double records. Uh, earlier this week, I put on a d- couple double records. I was like in a mood. And this is one of them. And uh, yeah, this is their, what, second record, right? No, third album. Third, third album. Yeah, third album. Came out in 72. Uh, it's it's part, part of it's live. The, it's like pretty much half live, half recorded in a studio. And then there's the Mountain Jam. It's like 30 minutes. It's over two different sides. And uh, it's annoying because the Just, first side is on yeah. side two. And then the, the the second part of the song is on side four. So that was really annoying. Yeah, why does that, that um, make no sense? Yeah, I, I don't get it. Uh, it's the last one to feature Dwayne, feature Dwayne Allman, and uh, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Mm. I just wish they would. I wish all their music was, you know, instrumental. There, I mean, just their jamming is. Oh my god, it's so good! It is so it's, good. It's top notch. So, it is. It really is. I, I, I've, I've, been so impressed with this band since you made me listen to them. So. Thank you for that one. Yeah, I'm, I, it's, um, it's I. Besides, like Jessica, I've never really gave them like a whole lot of chances. Just I don't know why. That's a good song too. But, but I mean, the more you listen to them, the more you realize like how great Dwayne Alban was as a guitarist, how great this band was, but then also like how great Dickie Betts was because after Dwayne was gone, like he had to essentially step up and become now like the leader and kind of pull the pieces back together, this broken band, and he killed it. Like, some of the albums that didn't have Dwayne on it, dude, they're fucking Mm -hmm. great. Jessica, that's a Dickie Betts song without Dwayne Allman. Oh, is it? Like, their biggest song. I didn't know that. Yeah, is, um, is, so they had three guitar players then, right? Because Greg Allman played guitar too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so they they was like three drummers, three guitarists. They probably had a fuck ton of people in their band. (laughs) Like the Grateful Dead (laughs) of the Blues Rock. (laughs) <laughs> Better than the Grateful Dead, though. Oh, sure. oh! Just calls him as a season. Easy. And that's how I see him. But yeah, dude. Like so, like the next, the first album without Dwayne was Brothers and Sisters. That was after Eat a Peach. That one's that one I think has Jessica on it. And then the okay. next like two or three are pretty damn good. And then I like to get the one with Jessica. That's a fantastic song. I'm, dude, this band is just—they're so fucking good. And then if you ever see the Dwayne Allman anthology, the part one and part two, pick those mm-hmm. up. Because that has pretty much everything Dwayne ever recorded outside of the Allman Brothers. Because I think I talked yeah. about it a little bit too. He did a lot of stuff for like Clapton. He's part of Derek and the Dominoes. He did some stuff for like, I think Aretha Franklin, Bo Skaggs. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of just random people had him as a guitarist. And you can hear like the song go along. And it's like, okay, this is a kind of a lame pop song. And all of a sudden this guy comes in as Dwayne Allman. He throws down this like bluesy solo. And it's just so fucking so mind-blowingly rad. good and just elevates every song that he's into this this A tier. <laughs> I I got you that one Almond Brothers at Glass House. What that's not one of the anthology ones, right? Which one? What was the one I got? I don't remember now. I don't remember. I don't know. I got you one of them. It was like three dollars. I don't um, I don't know. I, I, I think the, I, I, don't I, really, I don't I think it was it was the Dwayne and Greg Almond. And it was, it wasn't like, it wasn't an EP, but it was kind of like a, like a B-sides, I think. I, I have no idea. I know it's a black cover and it has their faces like, yeah, not painted on it, but it's not like, like outlined, but yeah, that's, yeah I think that's, that's like, that's, a, that's the one I gotcha. That's like demos and recordings and stuff, obviously before he died, but yeah, 
like from early like 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 sixty seven or sixty eight. I think that's what that is. So that'll be that'll be interesting. And it was cheap, so yeah. can't complain, right? Yep. Uh, the next one, I only have a few left. Uh, yes, their first record, their self titled, mm. came out sixty nine. Yeah, nineteen sixty nine. And this is um this was good. It wasn't. I mean, it has, has nothing on like you know fragile or anything like that. But it's 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 more straightforward rock. It's it's fun. It's good. It's nice having in the collection. Nice to almost complete my collection of good yes records. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, I yeah, nothing fine. but good things to say about it. It's it's good. So I think I got this. I got this one with nickels, right? I think for like three dollars, five dollars, maybe. Yeah, it was like around five dollars. Yeah, it was nothing. Uh, this next one here I got from Glasshouse. Let's see. This one this one really surprised me. It was a double album. Uh, I put this on after Almond Brothers, and, man, I was blown away. Blown away. It was uh, Focus, their third record. I've always been a Focusman. Um, their first two records, I mean, just unbelievable. This is the first time I ever heard the third one, and I just, it's so good. I, this this band, they were, they were fantastic. And this, it's, those first three records are just unstoppable. You cannot fuck with this band. It's this, this double album is mostly instrumentals. Um, and they, I, when I was reading about it, they, they were just like, they had this huge, just, they couldn't stop writing music. They just could not stop. And they weren't initially going to put out a double record, but they just wrote so much and they liked it so much that they're like, you know, fuck it, we'll do it. <laughs> they did. And it's, it's really fucking good. I mean, just the instrumentation, these guys were so talented and, so weird and quirky at times truly um an underrated band from the 70s so focus great band. interesting i only ever see yeah. focus their second one the moving moving mountains moving, moving waves moving waves moving waves yeah I only, I only ever see that one and i have another one yeah. too but i would, I would I have their it seen it i have their like sixth or seventh record i got early on when we started collecting and that one's good but it's not it's whatever. And so I was kind of apprehensive about buying their first first record in this one because that one just kind of like threw me off. But I mean, if you ever see the first and third and obviously their second moving waves, but if you see the first and third, just you, you got to pick it up. I mean, the, I paid six bucks for this double album from That's Glass House. Cheap. So, yeah, I mean, if I come across it again, because I found it in the prog section, they have a decent prog selection. So if I see it again, I'll definitely get it for you because it's. 100% worth having it's fan fucking tastic you, always, you'll love it I know for sure you'll love it it's always sad to see because I see moving waves at nickels and it's like two dollars like two ninety nine. I always yeah. think like damn that sucks man like this this should this should be like scooped up constantly this is so worth yeah. three dollars then you see other albums that are worth or they're selling for like 15 and people are scrambling to get them and it's just that sucks it sucks for these type of artists that are this good that exactly. don't get the and kind I will, of recognition. I will say too, the first and third blow the set blow, blow moving waves out of the water. I I love moving waves, but Damn. the first and third, the first and third are so much better, so much better. So you got you got to look out for them next time you're you're shopping. Anybody listening, you got to do it. Um, so yeah, so that leads into my my final my final record that I listened to this week. And leads into my song of the week. And this one, I was super happy, super excited about it. Got it from Glasshouse. Got it from their website. Um, they were doing. They had a sale last weekend. 
Uh, everything was 22% off. And so that meant all their website sales were 22% off. And uh, so I picked it up, picked this one up. It's from Atreyu, their album Congregation of the Dam, their fifth record, came out in 2009. And uh, this is my third favorite from the band. Uh, this one is uh, always forgotten. Uh, nobody ever remembers this record, but man, I, I, I think this is, there's some amazing guitar playing on this one. And the songs are there. It's so. I mean, you. I know you didn't really like it when, when, when we did the listen through, but I was trying to think of how I ranked this one because I don't remember this. You one. ranked it low. I think you ranked it like you ranked it above the two Feldy records, but you. I remember you didn't like this one. You weren't no. into it. But I. I. I mean, I've just. I love this one, and I've been looking to get it on Discogs for a while, but it was going for like fifty, fifty-five dollars and up, and I just. I couldn't bring myself to spend that much money on it, and then. So I bought it on Glass House and then I looked it up on Discogs and it's not even on there anymore. The last one that was sold was in like early February of this year. So you, you really can't get it anywhere. It's only been pressed once. And um, yeah, there's a little like, you know, a little dent in the in the jacket, but the record plays perfectly fine. It's in great condition. So I don't know. Deal. Good stuff. Great, great. I got, I mean, I got a really good deal on it considering how much it would how much it is, how much it's worth now. So just like the rarity alone too. That's, that's, that's always fun. Yeah. It's fantastic. So I listened to it twice already, so I'm excited about it. Um, so this, the song comes off of this record. It's called ravenous. It's one of my favorites, not my favorite, but it's one of my favorites. And I figure if you like this one, you're probably going to like the record. So here it is, uh, ravenous from Atreyu. There you go, Atreyu, and the song Ravenous, off the album Congregation of the Damned. And uh, what did you think of this one? This was this was weird because 
I really liked this song. This was really good. And I was sick. I was trying good. to I was like, why I don't remember this album. Like, I don't know how I ranked it. So then I, I went to the album on Spotify and I I recognized a couple tracks. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, let me see. The first one I recognized was You Were the King. Now you're you're unconscious. Yeah. I said, like, I recognize that. Like maybe that was my favorite track, and I played it. I did not like that song at all. <laughs> and then and then I recognized like the title track, Congregation of the Damned. I said, okay, maybe I'm just thinking I oh you hated it. that song i remember and then i played that song and then i stopped listening to a trade and i went to something else <laughs> so i was like okay maybe this is why i fucking didn't like this album but that's not rapid is a banger that's a good fucking song it is really good the, the, overall the the album it, it has a lot of clean vocals on it which i know a lot of people hate but if you can get past you know some of the clean vocals the uh the music is all there i mean this is some of my i love the lead guitar playing it's like every song is just Dan, the guitar, the lead guitarist, just kind of doing his own thing. He doesn't, it doesn't even seem like he plays a lot of rhythm throughout the entire record. It's just, he's like subtly playing lead parts that you really have to kind of like concentrate and listen to. And you're like, wow, that, that really like gives this song like this fullness or this depth that you wouldn't normally hear, especially in this kind of music. I I don't know. There's something about this record that just really, really just, I don't know, catches my attention. I think it's a fantastic record. So fuck the haters. Yeah, I mean, I this. <laughs> I, I, I only listened to three, but this uh, this song is not what I think this record is about. The, yeah, no, this is one of the more aggressive songs on the record. This one and the opener and the opening song, and then there's a few other ones that are heavier. But overall, there's a lot of clean vocals from both vocalists. So, but like I said, the music's there. The drums, a lot of great fills, a lot of great drum parts. Um, but it's it's good, and I'm happy about it. I'm glad I got this one. Been wanting it for a long time. So. There you go. There you go. Kid. There you go. That that is what I got this week. Um, do we want to play any of the new music? There's only there's only a couple songs. You want to play uh, either of these? What song for that? Oh no 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 no. no. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to play them either. So we'll Maybe get through this real quick, and then we'll we'll finish it up. So the Offspring they put out a new song called "We Never Have Sex Anymore." Uh, it's their new record that's coming out this month in April, and um, it sucks, man. The, yeah, just, the lyrics are so dumb. Dude, the title, like, if you're gonna throw a title out like that, this better be like a really good joke song. And it's <laughs> yeah, it is not like it's. I, I maybe they think it was supposed to be a joke song, but this is mm-hmm. this is bad. This is a bad song. Yeah, and I don't because you didn't really play Donkey Kong Country as much as I did. But that that like main guitar hook is like a direct lift from a song from that game. <laughs> like it's it's a like it's such a blatant ripoff. Like I I looked it up to see like if there was any information on whether or not it was like a sample that they used because it's 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 a ripoff. Like it's that song from Donkey Kong Country. It's so strange, so strange. But well, that's that's kind of lame. <laughs> like yeah, it, it was very pathetic. surprising. Very, very surprising. But yeah, otherwise the the album, this song sucks and I'm glad I didn't buy it on vinyl. I, I am so definitely far. glad as well. And then let <laughs> let the bad times roll came on just on Spotify after the song was over. And yeah. this that song We Never Have Sex Anymore was so bad that when Let the Bad Times Roll came on, I was like super happy and pumped and I was like, Oh yeah, this is a fucking great song. That's that's how oh, that's how gosh. terrible the other one was. It's embarrassing. It's yeah. truly embarrassing. Yep. Oh man. 
the uh, the last thing we have here, Dropkick Murphys put out a new song called Queen of Suffolk County. And uh, I mean, it's Dropkick Murphys. What do you expect? Did you like it? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I always I, I do like the slower, more ballad, you know, heavy into the Celtic Dropkick Murphys. I think that's just as good as when they go hard and fast. And I mean, they've done this a thousand times. This is they've written this yeah. song, this specific song. I, I recognize that they've written it about 105 times. So that's cool. <laughs> it's definitely nothing new. It's cool. Nothing new at all. This is now like the so, I don't know, like the seventh song from the album. I think. Is it? No, it's, yeah. I think yeah, I think you're about right. I think maybe six six or seven, yeah. And I was Nothing, I, I, um, I almost I almost bought the vinyl, but it was like thirty bucks with shipping and like I'm nah, this is too much. Can't bring yourself to do it? No, because I, I don't know. I'm sure I'll see it somewhere. Retail for twenty. I'm sure. And then you'll probably have some discount or something so yeah. you get it for cheaper. Some shist. <laughs> yeah so um that's that's about that's it for for this episode stay tuned for the main episode because we're getting into uh what, what, uh we're doing yellow cards one for the kids so go check that out that should be uh should be a fun one so go to itunes go rate review and subscribe to us on there follow us on social media at s9 radio and uh that's it that's all do-do, do-do.